WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. Here's part two in a series. Why kids are effed up. Yesterday we talked about Elias Anderson, the Swedish hockey player, throwing his silver medal into the stands after Sweden lost in the finals at the World Junior Hockey Championships. A lot of people defended Anderson and even praised him for being ultra-competitive. Last night, in the college football national championship game, Mecky Brown of Alabama punched a Georgia player and got a flag. Then he took a swing at one of his own coaches on the sideline. The ref didn't eject Brown. His coaches didn't even bench him. Later on, Brown made a tackle, and a count of the game said, quote, he channeled his anger for the good of the team, unquote. He channeled his anger for the good of the team. Have we all lost our friggin' minds? Mickey Brown and all the adults who enabled him, guess what? You just made the list! This kid took a swing at one of his coaches and just kept playing. Obladee, Oblada. Our society has no discipline unless you're a Hollywood producer, then you can't screw up at all. And rightly so. Rightly. Wait, I screwed up that joke. What does D-I-S-C period stand for on my shorthand? Our society has no... Well, you get the drift. Uh, the list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Cut on a name you can trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Uh, this kid, this Brown, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm getting tweets already. I don't know if you're pronouncing his name right. F off. Did I pronounce that right? I don't care if I'm pronouncing his name right. This Brown kid... He punched one of his own coaches after he punched one of their players. And he just kept playing like nothing happened. And it's like even Saban. Saban was chewing the kid out for getting the flag. And the kid's giving him the stink eye. It's Nick Saban. And this kid, this kid who's not good enough to start. He only plays special teams. He's giving Saban the stink eye. And then he's punching one of his own coaches. And he keeps playing. There's some stuff goes on in this rapidly collapsing world that amazes me uh, beyond belief. Again, I keep going back to people after that dunce from the Swedish hockey team threw his medal into the stands. People are coached or, or quoting Ricky Bobby. Quoting Ricky Bobby. If you're not first, you're last. Ricky Bobby is a fictional character and a buffoon, and you're quoting him like he's Shakespeare, or President Roosevelt, or JFK, or Martin Luther King. You're quoting Ricky Bobby like anything he said could have any way of resonating seriously. And then fast forward to last night, and the jackass punches his coach, 
and just keeps playing. Oblah-dee, da life goes on. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. People guessing on Twitter, uh, it was it discipline doesn't quite fit. Disconnection doesn't doesn't fit. Here's a tweet from Mark, by the way. Did you happen to watch the Leafs game last night? The good brother is looking really good north of the border. That team is good. Well, I knew the Leafs would be good. But the good brother, Ron Hainsey, he's just unbelievable. He came to Pittsburgh and turned into Doug Harvey. He went to Toronto and kept it up. Just quite amazing. I can't get, you know, I should have made a bigger deal out of it yesterday. People quoting Ricky Bobby. Like, there's some kind of meaning to it. Like, it applies in life. Like, for example, Ricky Bobby also said in Talladega Nights, I'm Ricky Bobby. If you don't chew Big Red, then F you. If you're not first, you're last. Kiss my ass in hell. Let's go to Mike in Johnstown. Mike, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. I'm just calling the get your input. Uh, a lot of talk's been made about the officiating in the NFL. Um, what is the result of it? Does the NFL listen to any of it? Is there a... Do you think they're... Yeah. Well, let me, let me answer that question with another question. What can they do to fix it? Well, I assume that the, the league committee gets together and says the, the fans or the, the uh, people at large aren't liking... Okay, let me, let me tell you what I would do... And, and let me ask you if you think they'll do any of it, okay? Okay. No, no, I'm serious. The first thing they need to do is fire every ref who's over 50 and get all younger refs who are in better shape that can keep up with the play. Do you agree with that idea, and do you think they will consider doing it? I agree with that idea, but are, and I don't know this, are they unionized, the, the officials? Well, of course, there would be a lawsuit that says that, you know, it would be age discrimination. But But my point is always, too, why can't there be age discrimination when aging keeps you from doing your job as good as it needs to be done? And I'm not talking about just in terms of officiating football. I'm talking about in other walks of life, too. I'll give you another example, which is a bit off the beaten path. In Las Vegas, if you go to an older casino, look around. You know what you see? Really old cocktail waitresses. Some of them are yeah. still hot. But you need to go to newer casinos to see hot cocktail waitresses because you can't fire cocktail waitresses on the basis of them being old. True story. I but, if they, but if they can't do the job right, and I know schlepping drinks, but part of the job's looking good too. I mean, you get my drift, but the point is the NFL won't do that. Another thing, they need to have less replay. It's Absolutely. tough to do, but they need to have less replay. Would they ever be willing to have less replay? I would. I should hope so because I think that's like you pointed out earlier. It's dragging the game down. It's making you have to wait to cheer for a touchdown, uh, as you mentioned in the in the game last night. Even it just everyone was scared to cheer. I'm scared to walk up steps. Let's go to uh, Jeff and Mars. Jeff, you're on the Mark Madden show. Hey, Mark. I'm glad to talk to you. Hope you're doing well. I, I just wanted to bring up the fact that I think there's a contradiction between. Uh, your your beliefs on how things should be handled on the sports field relative to your political beliefs. Oh, no. I hope I'm not too big of a hypocrite for the listening audience. Please do elaborate. 
Well, I, I think like you, 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 you require and you define discipline associated with a player from Alabama who swung at his coach and did various different things that would be perceived as he should have uh, been ejected by the ref. And barring that, once he hit his coach, uh, bench for the rest of the game and probably thrown off the team. I would agree with you, but at the same time, then you reference people like Roosevelt and Kennedy. And and you know those types of people speaking, and I, I just I don't know. I, I just don't see it. I think it's a contradiction. How exactly is that a contradiction? And I did use the word exactly. Okay. Well, let's look at Roosevelt for example. I don't really want to get into super amount of detail, but I mean, what did he do that didn't support? He won he World War II. He got okay. us out of the depression. Oh, well, he didn't get us out of the Depression. World War II got us out of the Depression, but that's a whole different You say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> you still there? No, no, I left a half an hour ago. Let's go to Aaron. Aaron, you're on the Mark Madden Show. What's up, Mark? What up, Aaron? Do you think uh, with Drew Brees, with, how Drew, with Drew Brees' age, and this is probably the best team he's... With, it's probably the best team he's had in a long time. Do you think that they're the favorite out of the NFC? That's actually a really good question, Aaron. Uh, Philadelphia would be the favorite if Wentz was healthy, but he's not. Uh, Minnesota would be the favorite, except no matter how well he's played, I still don't trust Case Keenum, not totally. New Orleans has an older team with an old quarterback, but Drew Brees is playing really well right now. I'll tell you what. I think Atlanta's going to go to Philadelphia and win behind Matty Ice and against Nick Foles. And then who would bet against Atlanta winning to return to the Super Bowl when they are defending NFC champions? If you made me pick a team right now to win the NFC, it'd be Atlanta. And at 9-1, to one, there is some value for money. Okay, i got to tell this story. This is, this is breaking news. And I would retweet this, except I'm not sure I should. But I can tell the story. Uh, Veronica Rodriguez is a Latina porn star, some repute, who I uh, met at Cheerleaders the last time she was in town. She's very cool. I DM with her once in a while. And she was dating a guy from Pittsburgh for a while. And they've since broken up, and it's a really acrimonious breakup, to which she is accusing him of physical abuse on Twitter. But she also found a video of him with a rubber penis strapped to his head, and he's jumping around and laughing while the rubber penis is strapped to his head. I I can't retweet that, but go to Veronica Rodriguez's Twitter feed and follow her, and it's quite an amazing picture. I don't know the guy. I, I saw him, I think he's from Pittsburgh, her old boyfriend. They were dating back then, I think. Uh, when she was in town, or maybe she met him that trip, but uh, it's just crazy. I've never seen a picture. You know those, like, the rubber object in question has a suction cup, and it's, like, attached to his forehead. It's like he's a rhinoceros, but with a rubber penis. You don't see that all the time, do you? 412-333-9939. We got Jeff and Virgil. Please do stay on hold. We'll get you in a second. It's the Mark Madden Show, 105.9 The X. Adam. Hi, Dylan. How are you? We got the clap. 
can't be beat. Got it off the back of a toilet seat. DX at 105.9. Today, the 74th birthday of the Grand Sorcerer of the Electric Guitar. That staccato riff uh, will never leave my consciousness. Jimmy Page, Led Zeppelin. The man who provided the guitar, the sound, and the concept for arguably rock and roll's biggest band ever. Uh, Everything I love musically trickled down from Jimmy Page. And I'm glad Jimmy's still with us, even though he's a Chelsea FC fan. And I wish he would play live one more time, whether with Plant, whether with anybody. I would love to see Jimmy Page play live one more time. I've listened to Firm a lot lately. Him and Paul Rogers, very underrated group. Just a couple albums, but uh, I felt like both were outstanding. Let's go to Jeff and McDonald. Jeff, you're on the Mark Madden Show. You're dead wrong on a few points. And I just wanted to educate you a little bit. Oh, well, gee, thank God. I don't know what I'd do if there weren't smarter guys like you out there to tell me where I've gone wrong. Number one, second place is the first loser. Okay, well, a loser like you would know. That's just stupid. Second, No, second place in an international competition like the World Junior Hockey Championships is not embarrassing at all and has nothing to do with being a loser. Although, like I said, I bow to your judgment because you sound like the loser... From the second I picked up the phone. What else you got, number crap two, for brains? Number two, the listeners are not your props. You are our clown. No, 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 no. You know how I know that's wrong? Because I'm one of us one, because one of us is making over a quarter million dollars to be part of the circus, and you're the other guy. Okay, so anything else? Clown? clown. Prop? Right. I'm a, you know what, bro? Meet me. I haven't done this in a long time. You're such a surefire, big-shot piss-ant. Come find me. Come find me, and I'll knock your crotch in the dirt. I'll hit you so hard, your mom will have a hysterectomy. Let's go to Ben and Irwin. Ben, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. I just want to get your take on how you would specifically change the replay in the NFL because I think it's so ingrained and everybody's so obsessed with getting the right call that I don't know how it would be done unless you would put some kind of time limit, like two minutes, and if they don't get the call, then it's just whatever was on the field. What say you? Uh, There's no way to dial it back. You're right about that. You can't logically say, okay, now we're going to get less calls right, correct? Correct. So uh, here's what I'd suggest. I would suggest instead of those automatic reviews uh, for every – Scoring play inside two minutes. Actually, there's a review on every scoring play now, isn't there? I mean, yeah, they, they, 
and turnover, they just expanded it too much. Here's what I would do. I would say each coach gets, what's he get now? Three challenges, right? Uh, two, I, I think. Okay, better yet, better one. yet. Two challenges, and that's the only reviews. There's nothing automatic, not at any time during the game. Turnovers, scores, the only time there's a review is when the coach calls for it. Even in the last two minutes? Yes. And you know what that would do is that would keep coaches from using their challenges in nickel-dime situations early in the game. I'll, give you, I'll tell you what, what pisses me off about replay. You'll see a coach throw a challenge flag on a mark of the ball in the first quarter. And maybe he wins it and then keeps the challenge. That's another thing I'd do, too. Two challenges per coach. And even if you're right, you don't get to use the challenge over. That's the way it goes, right? Boy, I'm, I'm woefully unprepared for this conversation. If you challenge and you're right, you get to use that challenge flag again, I think. I would say two challenges per game per coach, right or wrong. No automatic uh, reviews on scores or uh, turnovers. Just two challenges per coach per game that would minimize replay, let the game move, but you would still be able to reverse uh, game-changing calls in crucial situations that were definitely wrong because that's when the coach would use the challenge. Let's go to Tom in Virginia. Tom, ask Mark anything. Super Wait, no, not ask doing? Mark anything. It just uh, uh, You're on the Mark Madden Show. How you doing, Mark? What up? Uh, question here. One of the big stories all season has been the declining ratings in the NFL. And from what I was reading today, the college football playoffs was doing some record numbers. And just wanted to get your take on, I mean, obviously the thirst for football is still pretty strong, but compared to what we're seeing from the college numbers to the declining numbers in the NFL, what do you just think is part of that more contributing factors as to why people are specifically turned off the NFL product right now? Well, I I think it might have started as the take-a-knee thing, the Kaepernick thing. I think we've long since moved on from that. I think replays bogged the game down. I think poor officiating has cost the game credibility. I think the level of play in the NFL hasn't been this bad for years. The level of quarterbacking in the NFL also hasn't been this bad for years. And I think it just all adds up. I think football has very little positive to hang its hat on right now. How about you? No, I agree. And also, too, more were being exposed, finding out a lot of these guys aren't really, at least ones we hear about, aren't good people. Oh, well, yeah, but, but I think most people aren't good people. But we only know that now because of social media and because the camera's everywhere. Uh, I, don't, I don't think football players, I don't think the Steelers of the 70s had any more or less good people now uh, uh, than, than now. I just think we know everybody's business now. And that's another, that's another thing I'd like to cut back on. Everybody knowing everybody's business. Let's go to Virgil in the Hill District. Virgil, you're on the Mark Madden Show. What up, man? What up? Hey, first off, I always know I've been... Oh, oh wait, here's the rule. Excuse me, Virgil. You get two challenges. If you get both right, then you get a third challenge. So maximum of three. I would cut out all the automatic challenges for turnovers and scores. Go ahead, Virgil. I know I've always been a jabroni as part of the circus. I'm not fooled by that. From the oh, well, thank you. Or secondly, 
secondly, don't you just think because, I mean, college football on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the NFL game on Thursday, they're not that far away from the level of skill, and there's so much other TV on. that We're just so exposed to so much other stuff that unless it's a Sunday and it's your team, the games just aren't that kind of thrilling anymore. Uh, well, I liked it. And again, uh, Virgil, when I say I like stuff better when I was young, that's mostly because I was young. <laughs> but but I will say, I liked high school football on Friday because I was covering it for papers even when I was like 17, 18. I liked college football on Saturday. I liked 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock on Sundays for pros, and then Monday night, and that's it. That was more than enough football for anybody, and they've taken it, saturated TV, there's too much football that, that is available to watch, and I think uh, a big part of what a prior caller and I talked about is that people are just sick of football. All the all the other factors like bad football, uh, bad refereeing, bad quarterbacking, that all ties into just too much football. Right, and I think last night the reason the national championship game gets such a high number is because you have a week to build off it. It's saving against his ex-coach, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you can't look at, you know, weekly games of the first round of the NFL playoffs and compare them to the college football national championship because college football, I could be wrong, it just seems like it probably has a bigger following than the NFL does. Am I wrong on that? Uh, I, you see, I don't know if we can speak in exactitudes about any of this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Duck, now, here's something I disagree with. Duck just tweets, uh... College has better ratings because it's better football. It's not better football. It's sloppier football. And then he says they're not paid, so they're trying to win every game with much more heart. Uh, I'm not sure heart translates to TV. <laughs> I, I'm just not sure it does. No, whenever you click on the bottom of the, of the, of the viewing guide, it says amount of heart every week, doesn't it? I, I think it does. Let's go to Cody in Pittsburgh. Cody, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Mr. Madden, what's your opinion of Ben? Do you think he's going to retire this year? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I've thought about trying to predict that uh, when people have asked me. I did it earlier today, in fact. But uh, I don't know what his family thinks. I don't know how Ben feels. I bet Ben himself doesn't know what he's going to do. Let me tell you what I would do if I were Ben, though. If I win the Super Bowl, I retire. If I make the Super Bowl and lose, I probably come back. If I lose to New England again, I retire. I the New England thing, at some point you get tired of beating your head against the same wall. And when you're you know, you're financially secure and your family wants you to come home, I go home. By the way, uh here's the NFL ratings story in a nutshell for this year. NFL television ratings declined nine point seven percent during the 2017 regular season, which means 1.6 million fewer people were watching a typical NFL broadcast. It was 16.5 mil on average per game last year, down to 14.9 million this year. Now, that said, NFL games comprised 20 of the 30 top-rated broadcasts in all of TV in 2017 which means they're still getting huge numbers. The numbers just aren't quite as huge. By the way, the other 10 broadcasts were all reruns of that 70s show on Laugh TV. 
we got Rob, Patrick, and our good friend the Hebrew Hammer on hold. We'll get to all them in just a minute on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, big fan. We get a bunch of dorks, dinks, and twits. Is this Mark Madden? My mouth is watering just talking about it. The X at 105.9. I'm watching uh, Coward and Whitlock on FS1 right now, and they're debating, has the media mishandled the LeVar Ball spectacle? Well, uh, duh. Like Steve Kerr said, the uh, Golden State coach, LeVar Ball is the Kardashian of the NBA. The media should not have paid attention to that blowhard even one time. Should have ignored him, period. And you know how you could make up for what you've done? Ignore him now. But I'm not even sure that's going to happen. Everybody's sick of him, but they'll still keep talking to him and about him. Let's look at what the guy really is. He's a failed shoe manufacturer because no matter how much exposure his Big Balls brand gets, uh, it's not going to catch Nike or Adidas or New Balance or whoever. It just isn't. Eventually, what's going to happen is they're going to figure out the more lucrative and less demanding move is is to you know sign Lonzo, and if the two other kids are good enough, sign them to big-time shoe contracts and make shoe money that way. Uh, the guy couldn't play hoop, was a rotten college player. He just embarrasses the kids every chance he gets. He's a zero that TMZ-style coverage of sports turned into a somebody. Like, 20 years ago even, you would have never heard of the guy. You would have never heard his name mentioned once. Except maybe like a brief in the sports shorts in the newspaper, Crackpot Dad does something stupid. And it would end with him being escorted off the premises. But the media has no one to blame, and I just talked about him right now. But the media has no one to blame but themselves. Let's go to our good friend, the owner of Sluggo's Bar. He is the Hebrew hammer, hammer, Yakshimash. Yakshimash, Mark. Hey, uh, you were questioning the demise of the NFL. And there are many reasons, and they are great. But okay. I largely attribute it to the advent of the uh 24-hour sports networks. There's an audience. They have to create. Uh, they have to create material. Therefore, you put football. Twenty-five cents. Thank you. Are you calling from a payphone? Yes. You called this show from a payphone. My phone's broke. That's weird. Well, put it in Any, another quarter. Go ahead. Hold on. I gotta get my. Hold on. Call back. Let's go to Corey in the car. Corey. You're on with Mark. Mark, what up, man? What up? Hey, uh, I got a question for you. Not sure if you touched on it yet today, but uh, how about that sissy coward from Alabama that tried punching his coach last night? I mean, what a joke it is. I talked about that earlier, but they didn't even bench him. Didn't even send him to the locker room. That's a complete joke. He should have been thrown off the field. I should have been thrown off the team. What else you got? I mean, that's worse than the kid throwing his medal into the stands, or just as bad. Uh, it's worse. He assaulted a coach. Exactly. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You know, when's it going to stop? When's the level? When are these kids going to learn? Who's going to teach them? 
Well, I think that college football should appoint a dean of discipline, somebody to oversee that, an independent arbiter who, who acts outside the jurisdiction of the schools, even the NCAA. That's how we'll straighten the kids out. And that man should be LeVar Ball. Let's go to Patrick Donton. Patrick, you're on with these super genius. How you doing, Mark? Great. Hey, question uh, regarding the uh, Women's Royal Rumble. Do you think Vince is going to go with... Uh, uh, yeah, we're not talking about wrestling right now. Uh, this isn't Ask Mark Anything. Let's go to Rob on the road. Rob, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Big fan. Uh, right. Question for you on the uh, the referees. So agree totally that going down to the, the replay to just coaches' challenges is the way to go, but on general replays, what do you think about referee... Uh, performance-based incentive pay. I think it might have an effect on uh, replay. Hopefully, getting to eliminate. You mean it, the more the more you, the more calls you get right, the the more you get paid. Yeah, or the ones you screw up, you the less you make, right? Well, you would ha- it would have to be from a negative standpoint. The more calls you screw up, the less you get paid because you wouldn't prove good calls. Good calls would never be replayed. I don't know. Maybe you maybe every time a replay is upheld, you get money. I don't know. That's an awful slippery slope. Every time you base something negatively, the less you screw up, the more you get paid. Once again, a very slippery slope. Well, we're going to wait for Hebrew Hammer to call back from the payphone. In the meantime, you can call right now and ask Mark anything. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We should have done a whole Jimmy Page show today. It being Jimmy Page, his 74th birthday, the Led Zeppelin guitarist. Here's good trivia. One of the only two songs on which Jimmy Page performed background vocals. It might only be one. I know for sure he did background vocals on Communication Breakdown. Communication Breakdown! While plants yammering. And and then you got, I think he doubled plants vocals on Whole Lot of Love. Whole Lot of Love, but I'm not sure about that. Somebody find that out and, and tweet me proof at Mark Mad next because I know he did it live, but that doesn't mean he did it in the studio. I'm pretty sure the only time he ever did uh, vocals in the studio was on Communication Breakdown, I think, which was uh, side one, song one on the first Led Zeppelin album. I mean that very sincerely. I My life would be so much different if I never heard uh, Jimmy Page play guitar. And I'll tell you what's going to be a horrible show if I'm on the air when Jimmy Page dies. There are about nine or ten people whose death would profoundly depress me and really affect the tenor of a show on the day, and Jimmy Page is most definitely one of those. But now it's time to ask Mark anything. Uh, We never did get uh, Hebrew Hammer back, huh? Okay, well, maybe he could uh, send up a smoke signal. Or maybe he could tie a string to a can and give us the can tied to the other end of that string. He doesn't have even a business phone at Sluggo's. All they have is a pay phone. Actually, I knew a bar like that. The only phone in the place was a pay phone, but that's because they, they made a little book too. And it was it was easier to do that, frankly, if you made and took all your calls on a payphone. Ask Mark anything, 412-333-WXDX. 
And now the super genius, Mark Madden. I'll throw that person off the stage. Uh, hey, Mark, love the stuff. I'll be here for you, just like you've always been here for me. The X at 105.9. I was actually wrong. Uh, communication breakdown is not. Album one, side one, song one for Led Zeppelin. They are uh, side two, song three. The first song on the first side of the first Led Zeppelin record was Good Times, Bad Times, which is why they performed it as the first song of their reunion concert back in 2007. It's now time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. It's brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chapino in the Strip. Now, I got a whole bunch of tweets saying that uh, Jimmy Page sang background on a lot of Led Zeppelin songs. I, I just don't think that's true. Let's go to uh, Bobby in the car. Bobby, ask Mark anything. Good day, Mr. Madden. How are you? What up? Uh, the Pens are getting healthier, and they're starting to string some wins together. Do you think that they are finally on their uh, right track to uh, getting back into the playoffs? To the top I, I, I can't say that uh, after just a couple wins in a row or after three out of four, which is what they're at now. They've provided too many false dawns. Uh, I'd like to think that they are. But I can't say that. Uh, Sid, Gino, and Phil are all heating up, though. Let's just take that as a good sign. Yep. In those four games of which the Penguins won three, Sid has eight points, Gino six, and Phil five. Let's go to Eric in Uniontown. Eric, ask Mark anything. Double M, what's up, man? What up? With uh, Charlotte being out of the rumble, does that make Ronda Rousey the clear favorite? Is she in it? Uh, that's the rumor. It's only a she's rumor. Training at, she's training at the Performance Center. So yeah, she's been training at the that. Performance Center for quite some time. Uh, well, not always at the Performance Center, but with Brian Kendrick, who is a WWE employee. Uh, I would think that would make her the favorite. Then again, it depends what her plans are and their plans for her after the Rumble. If you didn't want to go right to her and Charlotte at, at WrestleMania... You could have her, you know, get get eliminated on a fluke because that over-the-top stuff leaves itself very open to flukes and then uh, do something with her a little later. I think the the money right now is with Asuka. I think she's uh, red hot on Raw. Unfortunately, Charlotte's on SmackDown, so you can't put those two together uh, just yet. But uh, I think there's more money. Honestly, I think there's one-time money in Ronda. I think there's long-term money in Oscar. Let's go to uh, Steve in the car. Steve, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. Um, if you had to, uh, how would you launder money? Uh, I, I, I've never even given it thought. Uh, how would you suggest? Okay, I mean, the only way I've ever heard of to launder money, I know you can take illegal money and launder through a business by inflating profits for that business or income. I, but, like, I know in that movie, The Town, which I like, 
they would go to casinos and like buying for like, you know, 50 grand, gamble away like two grand, then cash out with the 48 grand. And, you know, that way you got it at the casino. Because casinos don't ask questions about where you got your money. They just don't. Let's go to uh, Anthony and Shale or Anthony. Ask Mark anything. How's it going, Mark? What up? So what are your expectations of the supposed song that Led Zeppelin is going to be this, release this year? Oh, it's not a new song. It's like stuff from outtakes, right? Uh, I, I read it to be as unheard Led Zeppelin songs. Yeah, but they're not recording anything new. I expect it'll be disappointing. No, no, I know it's not new, but it was things from the past. It's I think just about everything they've released, uh, some of it's been interesting, but none of it's been earth-shattering. I don't hold out much hope for it. Um, let's go to Brian and Beaver. Brian, uh, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. I was just wondering, you know, with all the issues with the NFL and people getting fed up, do you think there's a niche for another league like the XFL or USFL now? No, do you? No, not really. I mean, I seriously, just, I, seriously. I okay, starting something shut again. up for a second. Goodbye. The real league's ratings dropped cataclysmically. Why would that make people think that we need more football? Logically, that should make you think we need less football. Let's go to Nick in Washington. Nick, ask Mark anything. Oh, hey, Mark. Uh, I was just know. I know that you like to cover high school football. Or did like to cover high school yes. football? Um, what was your favorite game that you ever covered for the paper? Um, one favorite game, I don't know. I saw Dan Marino. I saw Brian Davis. I saw Bill Fralick. I saw Mark Bulger. I saw a lot of top-flight Whippeal athletes. I covered the 91 state final that North Allegheny won, and I really liked those kids, Paul Fela, Lee Hendrick, uh, Kevin Rock, Mike Weaver, Justin Goheen, a lot of good kids on that team. And I covered uh, the 94 North Hills State Championship team with Eric Kasparovich, who's now the coach at Pine Richland, real good guy. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if I can remember accurately enough to say who was best, or even clearly enough to what I enjoyed most. But uh, uh, let's just say I had a lot of fun covering high school football, and some of the guys I covered, I remain in touch with to this day. Real quick, let's go to Cricket in the car. Cricket, Cricket, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, I want to know your thoughts on the band Greta Van Fleet as a Led Zeppelin fan. They're great. I mean, I've talked about them frequently on this show. I mean, I don't see them as the Led Zeppelin knockoff. I think they're organically a band that sounds like Led Zeppelin. You know how good they are? Whenever I, like, I'm sitting in my house or walking around and I'll, like, hum a tune or say a, say a lyric over and over again, Lately, the lyric I always come back to is, you are my special, you are my special, you are my midnight, midnight, yeah. That's actually pretty good. Not as good as uh, as Josh, but, but pretty good.